basketball here, high school style in the state of New Hampshire. We are uh, game number two going on right now on the floor between the Londonderry Lancers and the uh, Hollis Brookline Cavaliers. Earlier today, we had Spalding and Pelham play each other. Spalding won that game 77 to 66. Second half just getting underway. We're tied at 34 between Londonderry and Hollis Brookline. A little bit later today, we got Merrimack taking on Manchester West followed by Portsmouth against New Mission out of Boston, Mass., and then Winnicunit taking on Lebanon. And then our final game, the final of the six today, Bedford taking on Kearsarge. I am Pete Terry. I got Dave Haley with me. He's standing up, actually, a couple steps behind me, kind of overlooking the floor. And we're going to be joined by Manchester West Coast Danny Bryson as well. So, Dave, what are you first off, at? <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that we're into this thing. The event is off to a good start. We're in the middle of game number two right now. It's been pretty good so far. Oh, it's been great. Uh, and that, um, I think a lot of people have been following on Twitter, but that 77-66 score uh, in the first game doesn't tell you what was going on because Pelham was leading with two minutes to go in that game. And uh, Spalding just closed very well, but Pelham, 27 points from Kyle Frank, more than uh, represented D2 today. I talked to Mike Larson, their coach is still here. And he was very happy with how they played against a really good Spalding team. So, no, both these games, the Hollis Brookline looks really good, too. So, D2. The team I'm most worried about is Manchester West because I just want to see if Danny Bryson's going to take this thing seriously. Yeah. But other than that. I think that he is taking his job very seriously. Oh, wait, is that seriously. him right there? Oh. And we bring Coach Bryson on. Danny, thanks so much. for You got the next game, so we're going to talk to you for a little bit, and then you'll get ready to take on Merrimack. But thanks so much for uh, coming and being a part of this event. As you know, being a Manchester guy, proceeds from this event goes to help uh, New Horizons for New Hampshire Soup Kitchen, Food Pantry, and the Homeless Shelter. It's our fourth year in a row uh, helping to raise money. We're going to hit the $10,000 mark. And, you know, for someone who, who has been coaching at Manchester West, you see some of these inner city type of problems, and an event like this helps to kind of support an organization like New Horizons, so I'm sure you're proud to be a part yeah, of it. Yeah, it's a great event. Thanks for having me. It's a definitely a great cause, so we're honored to be part of it. You guys got Merrimack in this game, so what we do is we don't want to see another, uh, you know, Manchester Memorial against Manchester Central. As great as those Queen City matchups are, or Nashville North against Nashville South, I mean, you see that all the time during the regular season, too, sometimes three times they play in the playoffs. So what we did when, when Dave and I and Kevin Bonney started putting this thing together, we wanted to see some matchups that you wouldn't normally see. And perfect example, Division Two Manchester West against Division One Merrimack, a team that made it to the Final Four, your Blue Knights last year in D2, going against a team that lost in the state championship game to Manchester Central. So how do you enjoy playing against a team from the uh, from the higher divisions. I know you do it in the holiday tournaments, but this is going to be a lot of fun, give you an early season litmus test on where your team really is. Yeah, it's great. It's a great opportunity for us to see where we are. Um, you know, um, uh, Merrimack is traditionally a good basketball program. Um, Goodridge, a lot of respect for him and what he does over there, uh, even when, when he thinks he's going to have a bad year when he makes it to the state championship. So, um, you know, they're well represented, so we're, we're pretty happy to be playing these guys today. How has uh, preseason been going for you? Uh, you know, I think you've got a couple of kids. Jacoby Burpee is a name a lot of coaches are talking about. Carlos Dominguez is back for you guys. But 
How's everything been going so far for you, building off of last year? Yeah, I mean, it's been fun. I mean, I think, you know, I got eight kids returning that, that went to the Final Four, so these guys have been motivated. Uh, it doesn't have to really say much. Um, you know, we lost five, four starters, though, so it's about, you know, everyone trying to find out what their role is going to be. Uh, we know what uh, Jacoby Burpee is going to bring us, and also, you know, Dominguez and Dominic Ployd. But, um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see. We're not going to be as big as we've been over the last year, but I think we're going to be a lot deeper than we were. Yeah, one of the big losses, of course, a cook, a cook. He went to prep school. Where did he go? He went to Putnam Christian in Connecticut, and he would have been a junior for us this year. Yeah, that would have been nice. Uh, bringing a, a has he grown even more? Yeah, he's he's grown more. I, I believe he's gotten six D one offers already. Wow, um, being down there, so he, he's doing he's doing really well. And one of your former players is actually a couple spots down from us at the scores table joe simpson now at nhti playing well for coach paul hogan and the links here what can you say about joe he's been doing a great job helping out he's he's actually running the scoreboard for yeah us you, right you guys saw him last year he was our fire our heart and soul last year and he's doing a, a good job up here i think i believe he's starting now for, for these guys uh so he's doing a good job um a, a true competitor you know i mean the most competitive i think i've ever coached next to uh, aaron martin back in the day but um he was fun to coach for four years what, what's it like, um, the thing you hear over and over again is that these games, you know, you got McIsaac doing his thing as the PA, you got a crowd, you have, you know, this is going on video and everybody over the state watches it. How valuable is it to you guys as a coach, you know, to have this kind of atmosphere in a game that technically doesn't count, but it, as opposed to a scrimmage in an empty gym, you know, a quiet gym and you know what I'm saying? Like you got three officials here and the whole bit. Yeah, I mean, I always tell my kids, you know, I mean, you can do all the work you want to do, but it's, it's how you play when the lights come on, you know, and, and you have a show, you, and you have people in front of you. Um, you know, this is going to be the, we had a one scrimmage. It wasn't nearly this many uh, people, and it was at home where they're comfortable. So it's good to be on a neutral floor um, where neither team, you know, has that home court advantage and, and see what we can do out here. So what, what do you think of D2 this year just in – in that Portsmouth's gone, Pembroke's back. I mean, what are your thoughts on D2? That's a good trade. Landscape? I'll take yeah. that trade. Yeah, 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 I live in Pembroke, so I, you know, I, I root for those guys. Uh, but, you know, um, with, 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 um, with Portsmouth gone, I mean, you know, you, you, I mean, you're going to have Lebanon, I believe, is probably going to be the favorite. And, I mean, I, like I said before, I like Hall's book line. Uh, we scrimmaged Milford twice. Um, I think they're going to be pretty good. Um, and, um, and then, honestly, I think the sleeper for me might be, um, I mean, John Stock. I mean, they were – pretty young last year they, yeah. they're gonna be pretty big they got some guys returning so real big yeah real big so um and big we, and strong yeah exactly and, uh, not and, big we and, skinny. and we don't have that size so we'll be interested to see what we can do and you might you know not even be thinking about it because they haven't been in the league the last couple years the pelham pythons yeah. who took yeah. spaulding i mean david just talking about they were leading spaulding spaulding's a team that a lot of people are pegging for the final four in division one cal Connolly, ari breakfield keegan calero they got a real talented team but uh i'll tell you what i think pelham's a team kyle frank was much improved i mean dave you you saw him he scored 27 oh, points for the pythons yeah. they got another brown uh on the team freshman drew brown keith's uh, younger brother so I think that that's a team that uh, you're going to have to watch out for as well. Did they impress you? Yeah, yeah, they did. I got here in the second half, and they did. I mean, you know, Spalding, I mean, that's a pretty good team over there as well, and they, and they hung around with them. Um, and we have a home-and-home home with them this year. We play them twice this year, so I'm looking forward. I mean, we're playing a lot of new teams that we haven't seen over the last two years. Um, well, I'm looking forward to seeing them. Is it, is it fair or unfair to categorize Division Two this year as it's Lebanon's you know, they're the big-time favorite, and everybody else, there's a lot of parity after that. Is that fair, or do you think it isn't? 
No, I think you gotta throw West in the mix in there. I mean, there you go. You know, we gotta. I mean, I mean, I'm a competitor. We're we're competitors. We come to the gym every day like them, so we're not gonna just you know hand it over to them. You know, uh, <laughs> I know that. So we're gonna fight. You yeah. know, and, and our goal, you know, of course, is to get in the playoff, to host a playoff game, and hopefully we're we'll be fortunate enough to get back up um, to to Durham again this year. I was fortunate enough to be in the gym for the second half of your last home game last year. It was against these Hall's Brookline Cavaliers. And that was a day when I covered the Division Three championship game at SNU. I went over to cover the D1 quarterfinal game, Bedford and Manchester Central at the Simon Gym in Manchester. And then I raced over and caught the second half of that Hollis Brookline Manchester West game. I've been doing this for 25 years, Coach. That was easily top five atmospheres I've ever been in for a basketball game, high school, pro, college, whatever. Man, that was awesome. And the way you guys won the game, they were pretty much controlling. I mean, I don't want to say controlling, but they were in the game and leading the game most of the way from what I saw. And then there was this unbelievable flurry in the final minute or so. You guys must have had 10 offensive rebounds until a cook a cook finally hit one at the buzzer. I don't even know if it was a pass or an air ball shot, but the floor, you know, all the fans flooded onto the field. What an atmosphere. That was amazing. And that's probably the highest I think I jumped since uh, high school, to be honest <laughs> with you. Uh, no, I mean, I've been at West since 2002, and the uh, that's the loudest. Um, I mean, that's the best game I've been a part of, I can say, in my top three. Um, I mean, it was just a tremendous game. When you go back, I mean, you can watch that tape over and over again. It doesn't get old. It was, uh, yeah. well, I know that there's some Hollis people were actually looking for the tape of that game. I was just talking to them outside. Uh, before they came into the gym for this game, but they're looking for that film. They want to see that because, you know, that was a heck of a heck of a basketball game. And sent you guys to the Final Four. What was that like? I mean, that must have been a thrill for you. I know it didn't work out the way you yeah. wanted it to once you got there, Lebanon got you pretty good, but that whole week leading up to that must have been as much fun as you've had coaching basketball. Yeah, I mean, it was the first time that, that the basketball program has been in Durham in, uh, in 13 years. Uh, I believe it was my first year in 2002 when they lost to Salem at the buzzer. So, I mean, um, it's probably the first time that that a school at West has been to any semifinals in quite, quite, quite a while. So it was big for the school. It was big for the West side. It was huge for us. Um, and it was a common it, it was the... And for these guys, it was show, it shows because everyone knows where it, where this program was when I took it over. Um, that you know we're a program again. You know we've been consistent, so it feels you know it, it feels good. And these guys are going to work hard again, and hopefully we can match that. Or actually, not just match it, but move a little further. I don't know if Dave has one for you or not. No, I was just to say, Jake Coleman's really, really good. About oh, he's really good. He's really <laughs> uh, by good. Way, I got, I got a transfer for him. Yeah, 50, <laughs> 52 to 40, uh, Londonderry has gotten out to a 12-point lead on uh, on Hollis Brookline. I'll probably let step aside let Coach Goodridge come on with you in a little bit. All right, thanks, Dave. Uh, let's uh, talk a little bit about the state of basketball. One last one before we let you go. Okay. State of basketball in the city of Manchester. A lot of changes, obviously Doc Wheeler, you know, synonymous with Manchester Central and won the championship last year, decided to step down. Now you got Dave Keith, the former Trinity coach, moving into Manchester Central. Uh, you know, Matt Lemieux still at Trinity, yourself at Manchester West, Jack Quirk uh, at Manchester Memorial. Basketball's been really, really good for a long time in the city of Manchester. There's no reason to think that, I don't think it might be as good as it has been in recent years, 
but it's still a very, very good city for basketball. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a Manchester kid. We're all man. We're, actually, I think we're all Manchester guys. Uh, you know, went to school in Manchester. Um, and, and it's just a tradition. You usually, I mean, I, I can't remember like when there's been like a semifinal or a championship game where a Manchester school hasn't been in it. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just it's going to be. I mean, it's four of us. It's going to be one of us, and we compete, and when we and we get up, compete against each other. Like I said before, these guys see each other at the YMCA like every other day during the summer. So. Um, when we compete against each other, it's kind of like a championship atmosphere, you know. Um, you know, and and some schools, you know, I like Memorial a lot this year. They, I think, I mean, we scrimmaged those guys, and they got they got some talent. Over Preston there. came back, Craig Preston, mm -hmm. who went to prep school, yeah. now he's back. Jay Carey is a pretty good yeah, ball he's player, a good player over there. Yeah, um, yeah. So they, you know, and then you know, I'm interested to see what Dave's going to do over at Central. I don't really know too much about them, you know, and a new system coming in, and and Lemieux over at, at Trinity uh, building that program back up. I know he had a big loss while losing. Um, Gabriel, mm -hmm. um, but you know, and he's doing a good job over there. So, um. you guys got Goffstown. Uh, you open up Division Two and Division One. Both open up a week from yesterday, so next Friday. Uh, quick road trip for you guys from yeah. the west side over to Goffstown. <laughs> uh, you know, and then you Pembroke, Milford. You said you've already played them twice. When you decided to scrimmage Milford twice, you had them so early in the season. Was that part of it? Like, hey, we want to see what, what we can no, do? No, I think uh, we had discussed it during the summertime about getting together during the fall and just getting, like, maybe a home-and-home -home scrimmage and just seeing. You know, he didn't have all his kids. I didn't have all my kids like, playing soccer. But we just wanted to get the kids in the gym on a Sunday and not just do an open gym when they're, you know, just playing against each other. And we, mm -hmm. and we didn't do rev this year. So um, that's the route we decided to go. You know, I mean, it's kind of good to see. Cause we, and we haven't played Milford since being down here. So it's kind of good to see what their person has and their style of play mm -hmm. um and they you know and I, I like their style of play i think it's gonna be a very competitive game um yeah we go to Goffstown. that's a tough a tough um uh, opener for us man we always see that it's a tough place to play in Goffstown. so um i'm looking forward to see what they have I and mean, they lost a couple starters last year but like they have the kid aaron o'malley uh, who's gonna be a sophomore this year and their jv team was pretty good last year mm -hmm. um so it's gonna be interesting to see what, what they have to bring i think they'll be a little quicker this year because they're not gonna have the two bigs and we'll see We'll see how we match up, I guess, on that day. I guess we're going to see them before then. Should be fun. That's that's a tough game for me because yeah. I live in Goffstown, but I was telling Joe Simpson earlier that, you know, West is like the closest home game for me from my house. Mm -hmm. I live right on the Manchester-Goffstown line, not in Bernardville, over off the back road. So I love going to, to Manchester West and checking out basketball. So you guys are obviously in the Queen City Invitational Tournament, yes. as always. Who do you play the first game? Uh, we have Central in the first round. So West so, against Central, yes, huh? Yes, yes. So that should be fun. And is that the day after Christmas? It's the 27th. So the twenty, so yep. it's two days after Christmas. Yeah. So that would be Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yes, okay. yes, and we play at uh, six, and then I think Memorial Trinity is at uh, seven thirty, and uh, it will. I mean, the game starts at three o'clock, so yeah. it's three, four thirty, um, six, and seven thirty. All right, coach. Thanks so much for joining us. Looking forward to seeing you guys take the floor. Looks like you're headed to the locker room, yes. so we'll let you go. Thanks so much for coming on, and uh, good luck this season. All right, all right, thank you. Thanks for all you guys do, too. Thank you, thank Danny you. Bryson, uh, head coach of Manchester West, getting set to take on Merrimack. We're going to bring Tim Goodrich from Merrimack on in just a moment. We'll take a quick time out, come back. More live coverage from the Coaches for a Cause Jamboree, fourth annual event taking place at New uh, at uh, NHTI in Concord. It's uh, to support New Horizons for New Hampshire, soup kitchen, food pantry, and homeless shelter. So why don't we actually, I'm just going to take a break, Mark. Is that okay? You got, you got time. You're playing the 730 game. We're going to have Mark Elmendorf uh, from Bedford joining us. His team taking on Kearsarge in the final game of the night, 730 tonight, Bedford and Division Three Kearsarge. Quick timeout. More live coverage from Coaches for a Cause at NHTI on ESPN New Hampshire coming up. 
back here at NHDI in Concord. Fourth annual Coaches for a Cause preseason basketball jamboree put on by NHSportsPage.com, supporting New Horizons for New Hampshire, soup kitchen, food pantry, and homeless shelters. And what a great event we've got going on. We are about three minutes left to go in our second game of the day. Got six games all told. We've already seen Spalding uh, knock off Pelham. Division one Spalding against D2 Pelham, 77-66 in the first game. But Pelham was right there. They were leading the game in the final minutes before Spalding pulled away at the end. Right now we got Londonderry from D1 on the floor against Division two Hollis Brookline. Londonderry's got a double-digit lead right now, 40 or 58 to 45. And joining us now uh, courtside here is the head coach of the Bedford Bulldogs. He's been here since the start of this thing. And his team doesn't even play till 7.30 tonight. It's Mark Elmendorf from Bedford. Coach Elmendorf, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, we no really problem. appreciate having you. No problem. Enjoyed it. So you get a chance as a coach to not only coach a game with real fans, referees, a little bit of excitement against competition that you won't see during the regular season. And you also get here to scout a bunch of other Division One teams, Yeah, there's got to be at least 10, 12 coaches here, and we'll scout literally all day. It's great to see who you're going to play against and, uh, you know, see the different kids and what they do. And, yeah, it's a great day. I'm trying to find uh, the Division One schedule here. You guys would start next Friday night. Who is the uh, first game on the schedule for we Bedford? We open up Friday at home against Concord. So Concord, okay. Concord's going to be a team that I think is much improved this year. Way improved. We, uh, we played them several times in the Fall League, and, uh, yeah, they're very, very good. I've how how has the uh, how has the preseason been so far? Because it's, you know, you're actually a football coach, an uh, assistant, I'm a, I'm a assistant football coach with Derek Stank, with Derek and yep. the state champion Bedford Bulldogs. I, uh, Congratulations! Thank you. You know, I I'll be honest. I uh, I coach football this year, first time ever. Uh, I've been a teacher in Bedford for 30 years, and I I love football. I don't know anything about coaching it, and I did it to be a better basketball coach. I wanted to learn or see how another staff prepared for games and, and that kind of thing, and it was it was huge. It was really, really helpful for me, I think. Um, and obviously we had a great year, so it was fun. It was really fun. Well, was, what were your biggest takeaways after your first season in Division One? Because obviously you were a head coach at Goffstown, took him to the Final Four before that. What was your correct. impression? Correct. Um, you know, Division One is way, way deeper. Yeah, um, no question. You know, there's there were games when, when I was in Goffstown that, you know, you just – knew you were going to be able to overmatch teams um you, you can't do that up here at division one you just can't uh, you know i know last year we were whatever 12 and 12 and 6 13 and 5 and we went to concord and lost and they had only won two or three games at the time you, you got to be ready to go every night so it's a huge difference speaking of losses you did lose a big time player when colby gendron uh elected to go the prep school route correct um, that's a big loss, not only in talent. The kid's got size, six foot seven. It has range, yep. uh, and it's just a big, big, strong kid. So, talk a little bit about Look, the losing loss Colby him. was huge. Um, number one, he's a great kid. I had him. I've had him in class since he was in seventh grade. Um, but you know, he got a chance to go to Phillips Andover. He's already committed to Brown to play lacrosse. Uh, it was. It was a lacrosse decision. Both he and his brother went. Uh, they gave him a, a great package. So Gardner plays lacrosse too? Uh, Gardner plays football. All right, I was going to say, I know both he's a football player. Both have committed to Brown, uh, Gardner for football and Colby for basketball, uh, for lacrosse. So, you know, it was a family decision for them. And then if you got a chance to go to Phillips Andover. I know I used to live down the street from them. Just a great school. So 
you know, what are you going to do? Uh, it's part of the high school basketball in New Hampshire right now. So just looking down at your roster, I didn't see a ton of names. I mean, I saw some familiar names in terms of uh, last names that we've got to know at Bedford. Uh, right. Troy Meservi is Cam's younger brother. Cam's younger brother, Troy, had a great, great preseason. Not good, great preseason uh, and summer. He's a senior. He's stepped up in a big, big way. So he, he, he I think he's going to have a great year, really good year. And so. another familiar name brennan hughes is that brennan josh's hughes is, younger brother that's ryan's ryan sorry ryan's younger brother ryan graduated last year it's now a uh, freshman at penn state um brennan's a junior um he'll be a role player this year i think but uh, great perimeter shooter like his brother was so he'll get some time i was talking with uh, noah shabrick's mom uh, she says that he's more of a football player than a basketball player he, he is but he's a great athlete he'll be uh you know he'll come in off the bench he runs like a deer he jumps out of the gym I, he's going to be a very good defender i think but you know offensively he's got a ways to go to catch up now another football player who i'm hoping you can help me with his last name football. harry uh lagulin lagulin okay. uh, harry's a sophomore he um he was honorable mention all state in football this year he's a just a specimen physically uh, he'll come in off the bench too he's actually going to be a swing player for his place in jv and varsity but um harry's got a, a great future really really bright future that kid that played a lot for you last year liam green another football player good receiver liam green is one of our captains he's a, a real strong strong kid um good perimeter shooter great great leader um he's our our verbal guy he he really gets the kids going and he, he's going to be a good player uh, Eric Brown is Ryan Brown's little Eric brother. Brown, yeah, there's a lot of younger brothers. Uh, Eric is uh, going to be probably the first big man off the bench. Um, great athlete. Just came off a badly sprained ankle, so he's just kind of rounding back into it. So we'll see how, how he goes in the beginning. Who am I not talking about that I should be talking about? Um, Max Chartier is a junior who you guys probably don't know yet, but uh, Max is uh, kind of exploded onto the scene as they say he's a uh, a junior guard very very good player great athlete and one of three brothers all triplets the chartier triplets, triplets huh uh who are all gonna get uh, significant time and are gonna gonna do well i think all right i'm looking for the other i got chris chris steve and max all right steve is all guards a jv player nope, they're all varsity oh there he is yep, okay they're all on there all right so the juniors the Charty the chartier boys and then nick Bocus. Uh, younger brother George, who played several years ago. Big guy, George, right? Is, uh, Nick has had a great, great season, and uh, I expect you know big things from him. And then our, our we have a starting post player who's only a junior right now, Nolan Anderson, who's you know six four, six five, who's who's playing well as, as well. So I got a personal connection with him. Uh, I went to school uh, from Nashua with his mom. Oh, okay. Lisa. Nice school. Yeah. And nice lady. his father, Ted. Ted yes. Yep. Ted Anderson. Yep. Yep. Good so people. So I really see good Lisa, people. you know, covering, you know, teams and I see sure. her at games and I knew that Nolan was on the roster. I think he was on the varsity last year. He, he was a swing a player as a sophomore as well. He got some time. Uh, Nolan, again, we, we, we had a lot of kids step up over the summer. So I, I hope to be pleasantly surprised mark elmendorf head coach of the bedford bulldogs is with us his team going to play the kearsarge cougars division three team they lost in the championship game last year at southern new hampshire university a close game against the pelham pythons who we saw earlier they won they were in d3 for two years and they won the championship both years and then they went back to d2 because of enrollment they also lost uh, their all-world player keith brown who's playing down at endicott right now 
along with uh, a couple of former New Hampshire players. Uh, uh, the kid Kamal Walker, Kamal from, Walker from Portsmouth, from Portsmouth plays, yeah. plays there, and he's a stud player. And Robbie O'Brien from Conant plays for uh, Endicott yeah, as well. Him. Yeah, yeah, Endicott. I'm a little familiar with it. Good school, really good school. Um, I think yeah. they're in the top 25 in Division Three right yeah, now. Yeah, Phil Rowe was the coach there a couple years ago. I don't know who's coaching there now, but uh, yeah, it's a beautiful campus. So, what do you know about Kearsarge? I mean, Division Three. Not much. Um, just that they have one. Very good post player from what I've been told is uh, Mantos. Is that his Taylor name? Matos, yeah. Matos. Junior. Um, oh, I thought he was a senior. But uh, that that's that's about it. And only for, really from what I've read on your site, I spoke to Matt Regan about him a little bit. Uh, but that's not much. So this is, you know, for us, we've only had two real practices after tryouts. So we're going to come in and try to do our, th do our thing and see what happens. You guys got a ton of people on this roster. I don't know how many kids on the roster, but... Uh, how many kids tried out for, for in our for program? In our program, we had about seventy, really? sixty to seventy for the three teams. Um, obviously, at the varsity level, I didn't have to cut as nearly as many as the freshman and JV coach did. But we, we've got a you know fifteen hundred kids in the school now. Um, it's a great school, and we get a tremendous amount of participation for athletics. When you guys talk about Bedford, you know. It's a relatively new school. It's only been open for not even 10 years This yet. is our 10th year. 10th year, okay. Yep. You've finally, you've, you've had great success in athletics, obviously. Hey, Mike, how are you? <laughs> well, um, But <laughs> to finally get off the schneid in football after being in the championship well, game, what, four times, including this year, that must have been great. When we won the football championship, I, I drove up in my car. I didn't take the bus, and I'm walking off the field, and there were at least three to four sets of parents who said, Mark, Boys basketball is the only team who hasn't won a state championship yet. Really? In boys sports, it's the only team who so has no not. So no pressure. No pressure. No pressure whatsoever. The only, the only sport there that has, other than girls field hockey, that has not won a state championship is boys basketball. Wow. Okay. So. And I'm trying to think back now. How close have you gotten? I mean, last year, quarterfinals. We I, lost. You were in the championship game, weren't we you? We lost in the championship game to Portsmouth with John Langlois was the head coach. I was his That's assistant. Right. And we were Division Two then. Um I forget. That's probably five years ago, six years ago. Yeah. So that was the closest. So that was a great game. Yeah, that was a fun year. And Coach Langlois, is he still down in Florida? He I is. Mean? I still speak to him all the time. Uh, he's coaching a team down there. He's uh, as of last week, they've already started. They were three and one. So he came up over the summer, brought his team. Oh, he and did. We played them at the UNH tournament over the summer. So that was fun. Very fun for me. What part of Florida is he in? He's in Tallahassee. All right. So, so the Panhandle area yeah. out there. Child's, Child's High School. Okay. So. I actually saw him, I don't know, I think he told me that he came up during the month of March and just kind of took in March Madness New Hampshire High School he basketball does. style. He yeah. does. He does it every year. You know, he's he, he literally commutes to Florida. from. He comes up all the time. His father's got a business here in, in uh, New Hampshire still. So, yeah, he just comes back and forth he uh, owned a house in Bedford he just sold it and closed on it last week so he's a good guy he, he's been a, a real help to me now your connection with Goffstown interesting here you got Merrimack they're on the floor right now getting warmed up to play Manchester West Merrimack made it to the championship game last year and lost to Manchester Central Mike Gasper was a longtime assistant under coach Goodrich when you left Goffstown, he took my place. He took your place, so it's kind of like yeah. a, a one I, I big happy family. He, here. Uh, he's a teacher at Goffstown High. Um, from what I've heard, I haven't seen them since I left, but uh, has done a really good job. And I see his assistant is here today. So, yeah, it's 
I, I don't know what Gastown's going to be like this year, but I hope they have a good year. How tough was it you last year? I, I remember seeing it was funny because – Goffstown, great football team last year. That Very was, a, so. you know, yep. like an all-time team at Goffstown. And I remember seeing you at the football games, Goffstown and Bedford. That was the was big hard. rivalry last it hard. year. It was tough, huh? You know, it's, it was hard. And I've been a teacher in Bedford for 30 years, but I think it was invaluable to me to leave Bedford for two years and go to another school. And I have a tremendous amount of respect for Goffstown. Great people over there. And it was good for me to get to know a different group of kids and – see how another school does some things. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed the two years that I was there. And w when they came over to talk to me about getting the job in Bedford, I mean, it was, it's my home. I, I've wanted the job there for, since I became a teacher there. So it was a no-brainer for me. But it was, it, was a, it was a good two years in Goffstown, really good. All right, Coach. Well, we really appreciate the time well, thank uh, you. coming on, and uh, we look forward to covering you. I was telling Dave this earlier. The schedules on the NHIAA for basketball just came out like middle of the week. Correct. And we were trying to plan our coverage. And I got, what, 96 or how many basketball teams? There's four divisions. There's like 90 basketball yep. teams. We cover all four divisions. Right. And we try and spread it out. Now, it's harder to get to some of the North Country games, especially, you know, during the week. But we try and, you know, cover them as many. We covered uh, Epping against Littleton last night. But trying to find a schedule and figure out where I'm going to go. I go on a schedule, and I look on, on a Friday night. These all these great games. It's right. so hard to choose where it's to gonna go. It's going to be a fun year. Um, yeah, the schedule is different this year, too. It's, it seems it's a little more spread out. I think we have three weeks in a row where we only have one game. Mm. So, um, yeah, it's going to be, I think it's wide open, absolutely wide open. All right, so. well, we're looking forward to it. Good luck uh, Thank you. next week when you start it off against Concord, and uh, I'm sure we'll see the Bulldogs down the line. Good luck getting that first state championship yeah, right. in boys basketball <laughs> yeah, right. at right. Bedford. No pressure. Yeah, thanks very much. Have a good day. Thanks, Take care. Mark, Mark Elmendorf, head coach of the Bedford Bulldogs. Really appreciate him uh, stopping in and uh, joining us here. And we're looking forward to seeing his team play 7.30 tonight. The Kierkegaard Cougars out of Division Three against a Division One Bedford. As I said earlier, the next two teams are on the floor. We're apparently a little ahead of schedule. Kevin Bonney, I don't know if uh, we we I got I got to take a break, Dave. Can you can you give me like five minutes? We got Dave Keith. He's already ready to throw a chair at me. He hasn't even coached his first real game as a central head man, and he's already getting ready to get rid of me here. But we'll take a timeout. We got uh, four more games to go. Two are in the books. Spalding has beaten Pelham. Londonderry just beat Hollis Brookline. Merrimack and West are next. Then we got Portsmouth. Against New Mission out of Boston, Massachusetts, the Boston City Champs, 4.30 tip for that one. Winnicott at 11 at 6.30, then Bedford against Kearsarge at 7.30. When we return, we'll get Dave Keefe, the Manchester Central head coach. It's difficult for me to say that. We'll take a quick timeout. More live coverage of Coaches for a Cause, the fourth annual preseason jamboree, supporting New Horizons for New Hampshire, the soup kitchen, food pantry, and homeless shelter. And it's on ESPN New Hampshire. Back here live at NHTI in Conquer, the fourth annual Coaches for a Cause. Jamboree, we got uh, two games in the books. Spalding defeating Pelham in the first game, and then Londonderry taking down Hollis Brookline in game number two. So the uh, higher division 
has won each of the first two games. And we got Division One Merrimack taking on Division Two Manchester West coming up in our next game. A little bit after that, Portsmouth will take on New Mission out of Boston, Massachusetts. First time we've had a team from out of the state of New Hampshire in this Coaches for a Cause Jamboree in our fourth year. And then the last two games of the day, Winnicunit against Lebanon and Bedford against Kearsarge. Those should be really, really interesting games. One notable absentee from the tournament this year, the Manchester Central Little Green. They're not in it, but we are joined by their new head coach, a familiar name, a familiar face, Dave Keith. Coach Keith, first of all, congratulations on getting the, the job. You got some big shoes to fill stepping in for Doc Wheeler when he stepped down, but I think they got the right man for the job. Yeah, I mean, it's really nice to be back. Like I tell people, that's where I started as a freshman uh, 40 years ago. I walked into that gym uh, and I'm very fortunate to have the uh, two head coaches, head coach and assistant coach at SNU as my coaches. I had uh, Jay Dufour. As my freshman coach, I had uh, Stan the Man Spiro as my JV coach, and Eddie Wade for a year uh, as my varsity. So to, to go back to a school where I started 40 years ago and had uh, just some great experiences and some great coaches uh, who guided me, not only on the court but off the court, um, I'm very proud to be heading back there. You won championships as a player there. Yes, we did. Uh, it was uh, Coach Stan Sparrow's first year in 1979, and we were fortunate enough to go up and beat Portsmouth 59-54. to I can't remember what I had for breakfast this morning, but I remember 59-54 <laughs> against a very good Portsmouth team. And, uh, um, yeah, so it's just an honor to be back there, you know, you know, as I said, where I started 40 years ago as a little 15-year-old freshman. So you were out of the game for two years right two years I took a year off uh, just to you know kick back a little bit and you know just to get away from it completely and then the next that summer I was laying on the beach and the phone kept going off and it's like huh you know what number is this I finally pick it up but just you know sitting in the sun uh, you know with my daughter just and it's like uh, coach Keith this is Paul Hogan from NHTI what are you doing? I said, I'm actually enjoying the day on the beach. And he says, we need you up here. you got to get back into it. Uh, we think you would be a great fit. And uh, I said, well, let me think about it. Let me run it by the family. And I came up, and it was a great experience. I mean, what a place to, you know, come and play basketball and get a great education. And kids don't realize that we, or they, excuse me, NHCI plays a full 18-game schedule a high school schedule before they even go home for Christmas break. Yeah, they play 30 games. Yeah, and, and, and yeah, then they come back and play another, whatever, 14, 16 games after that. Um, and then when the central job opened it up, uh, you know, I struggled with it. You know, should I, should I not? Um, it's the only job that I would apply for. I mean, that's, I mean, that, you, know, you know, that's where I started. I have so many fond memories of, uh, you know, playing days and just going to school there, the great educators I had there. And I said, you know, let's go for it. I was one of eight that applied and was very fortunate to get picked. And, uh, you know, we just started up on Monday, had 35 kids in the gym Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. That was just for varsity. Mm. And um, picked my final team Wednesday night. We had our first official practice Thursday. We scrimmaged uh, Lebanon last night. And, uh, we go to Pinkerton next Tuesday, and then we get ready for the uh, powerful Portsmouth Clippers up at their place uh, next Friday. So that's the regular season opener. We're regular actually going to yes. cover that game on NHSportsPage.com with video. I know Dave Haley's excited about going out to cover that game. But, you know, obviously a guy like Doc Wheeler has been with the program for such a long time. It's so hard. We were talking with Coach Chris Sanborn 
the Plymouth football coach who took over for a legend in Chuck Lenahan, mm -hmm. who won 20 championships over a 43-year career. And Chris talked a lot about how it's hard to be the man that replaces the man. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the situation you're in, but he was a coach that hadn't had head coaching experience before. He was on that staff for Coach Lenahan, mm -hmm. but you're a guy with championship resume in mm -hmm. addition to all the experience as a head coach, so maybe a little bit easier for you because you do have that kind of cachet and that resume. I think it makes it a little bit easier, but, I mean, again, it's tough. I mean, you know, you, you know you're behind the eight ball already. I just, I mean, I got the job officially, I believe it was October 24th. I didn't meet my players till the first week of November. Um, so it's getting acquainted with one another. I mean, uh, you know, different drills, you know, different way to do things. So we're a little behind right now, but I think, uh, you know, with the kids that we have, um, maybe by the end of January, early February, if we stick together and all buy into what, you know, we're trying to do, you know, from a uh, coaching uh, staff perspective, we could be a very tough out. I mean, I got 10 kids that I believe that can play night in and night out for us. Yeah, and I think that's a luxury that you have at Manchester Central. I mean, they've got such a good tradition, great program. And you've got yourself a pretty good coaching staff. I mean, you got Kevin Bonney, who used to be the, the head man at Alvern. Rich Otis, who was with you at Trinity. Mm -hmm. His son Ryan played for you. Uh, then he went on to be the head man at Franklin. Uh, he also coached someplace else before, and I can't think of it. Merrimack it Valley? Merrimack Valley, correct, right. yeah. I mean, I'm very fortunate. I mean, I mean, we talk about winning championships. I was very fortunate fortunate enough to, you know, capture two of them, you know, in my nine years at Trinity. And, I mean, the head coach gets a lot of credit for that. You know, Coach Keith guided Trinity. to. I mean, you're, I know you hear it sounds corny, but it's so true. I would not have won any of those championships unless I had someone like Kevin Bonney with his experience. I think it's nine years uh, varsity experience at Alvern out scouting for me. Um, you know, Rich Otis, uh, what he brought to the program, uh, you know, with a different look than I you know, originally had and look, it's like, wow, that's got to work for us. Uh, so if you, sur if you surround yourself with the right people, you know, good things happen. And I'm very fortunate enough to get the band back together. And the most important person you forgot about on the coaching staff is your main man, Richard the Shooter Eaton, our scorekeeper. Oh, yes. He can't the stats. Wait, oh, the stats. Every, every morning when I wake up on a Saturday morning, you know, especially getting ready to do our, our New Hampshire High School Hoop Show, Richard M. Eaton, is that his yes. middle name? Mm -hmm. I got that email in the inbox. He is so, I think he's more excited about anybody else. That He's like, <laughs> Coach, I can't believe it. We're getting the band back together. <laughs> he goes, don't worry. I already have Pete Terry's email. I already have Dave Haley's home phone, cell phone. This is going to be great. So he's very excited. And, you know, people like that, to get them all back together, uh, you know, very special. And we've got to, you know, try to, you know, do our best to, have this team be as competitive as possible and try to get better, you know, week in and week out. Now, just thinking back from last year, you lost a lot. Jalen Leroy, I just heard, is tearing it up at, I guess he was the Plymouth. rookie of the week at Plymouth State. Uh, starting for them, scored 26 points or whatever. Evan McDonald, really good shooter, heck, heck of a player. Uh, John McCory was just a do-everything guy for them. That team was really led by that big three last year. They're all gone. Mm -hmm. Now, there are some guys that saw time last year. Oziah uh, uh, Lewis, who was a freshman last year, coming back as a sophomore. He played meaningful minutes for you guys. 
Uh, Antoine Revere, the little point guard mm -hmm. who I like real yep. quick. Didn't see a lot of time. Baraka is back. I mean, am I missing anybody? No, that's basically the, I mean, the ones that saw playing time last year. I believe Osiah as a freshman, Osiah Lewis as a freshman, actually started in the championship game due to an injury to somebody else. So he's a sophomore uh, that has the most experience. David Baraka had on and off, uh, you know, knee trouble. We're trying to keep him on the court as much as possible. Antoine Revere, point guard, you know, just a real tough on-the-ball defender. Uh, Carl Jean Baptiste played a little bit yep. last year. Yep. He was um, starting. But these are all kids that, you know, played a minute or so, a quarter. Yeah. Now we're going to see how they're going to respond, you know, as a starter, as one of the main players when those bright lights come back on. How hard was it for you while you were on the beach or doing whatever you were doing in those two years and maybe before you started helping out with NHTI? I, I think I saw you at a couple of games here and there, maybe at UNH, but I didn't see you a ton. Uh, was it hard for you to stay away? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think I saw one game at Trinity. I went over to see, uh, you know, Winnicott at Trinity. I just have the utmost respect for, uh, you know, for Jay from Winnicott. And uh, I wanted to just go over and say hello and, uh, you know, give him a hug before the game. But, yeah, it's tough going back into the gym. Uh, and so I try to stay away. Uh, but I went over and gave him a hug after the game and said, hey, Jay McKenna, great guy. I said, congratulations on that win over Trinity. And he looked at me and something that I didn't even realize, because I don't think about records and how many wins and losses. I, I, I make up numbers when people ask me. I have no idea. And I said, congratulations on your big win. He goes, that's the first time I beat Trinity in wow. nine years. Wow. <laughs> so, you know, pretty special. So, um, And then when I went up to Durham, for the first time since going up there, you know, with G, Patrick, and the boys, uh, it was like walking in that gym. It's like, wow. You know, even I wasn't coaching that night, but what a special feeling. Just the memories that came back. It's like, wow, I really do miss this. I don't miss the practices. I don't miss the, getting in the car on those cold nights. But, you know, going up to Durham, taking that bus ride seven out of my nine years were some of the proudest moments of my life. And walking in that gym, it was kind of neat because we had been there so often that the person that greeted us at the door said, you need some help? I'm going to find your locker room. And here's Carmen Giambetruzzi. He goes, no, I know where it is. It's on the bottom floor of room 107. Yeah. So that's, you know, kind of neat. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's good to be back. People say, you know, you know, welcome back. And, I, and, you know, how do you like it so far? I said, well, I got this scratchy throat from attempting to get my um, coaching voice back, not sleeping well at night, thinking about, you know, the next practice taking you know popping some tylenol quite a bit so i guess overall it's great to be back welcome back <laughs> really? welcome back to coaching now wenyan gabriel playing for kentucky i've watched him several times i'm sure you're beaming with pride about what that kid's been able to accomplish i'm uh, so proud of him you know here's a kid that was a 6-3 sophomore for me couldn't get a rebound over you know a 5-10 freshman he just couldn't hang on to the ball next thing you know he's a 6-6 junior uh, a starter on our you know, 2013 state championship team. Didn't have a scholarship, not one scholarship, uh, you know, going into prep school after he left us. And then, bang, he had that breakout summer, and he's texting me saying, you know, guess who's in the front row? Kip, you know, Coach K, Kansas is here, did it, did it, the whole list. And, you know, Coach K's even flying back up. He really wants me to, you know, it just, I mean, just to, you know, have a kid that you coached, uh, you know, real special. I mean, I, I, I text him. We stay in touch. I know he's very busy. Very fortunate. I got a phone call out of the blue, and it's like, uh, excuse me, is this Coach Keith? I said, yes, it is. 
This is Coach Calipari. Somehow he got my cell phone number. And it was just a special phone call. I said, I just want to thank you very much. And I said, uh, okay, what would that be for? And besides, you know, uh, he said, he goes, he goes, I heard what you did for the kid. I heard you helped them out with a little bit of this, a little bit of that, clothing, uh, shoes, da, 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 da. He goes, you know, what I heard about you, I just wanted to call and you know, thank you very much. Not only what I, I did for Wenyan, but for all his, you know, his cousins and, and other brothers from the Congo and southern Sudan. He goes, he goes, I can tell you you're a special guy. You know, he goes, now you're part of the Wildcat family. Anytime you want to come to the game, here's my cell phone number. So it's kind of cool to get a call from Coach Calipari. Yeah. I mean, at first I'm like, uh-oh, don't screw this up, Kiefer. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm like, oh, no, don't say anything dumb. But after a while, I mean, I've spoken to him twice on the phone. He is just a character. I told him, I said, Coach, I didn't tell you this, but the first time after we spoke, I said, you're such a hoot. I mean, you're such a character at, at 56 and about 230 pounds. I thought I could play again. Yeah. And he, just, he, he, he just has that. I, I, I can just see why, you know, he, he's such a great recruiter. He's just, he, he just a talker. He's really invested in his kids. He knew, he knew Wenyan went to the, you know, the, the camps in Egypt. He knew his battle to get here. He goes, I even love the kid that much more. So, um, yeah, to see him playing on TV at the highest level, boy, I sit on the couch saying, wow, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I never would have predicted that. I mean, no. covering the I don't, kids. Anybody would have. You're not even you, huh? No. No. I mean, we thought maybe if it really works, you know, UNH was a little interested early on. Snoo, maybe. And then all of a sudden, it's Duke, Kansas, Michigan State, everybody. So um, his work, work ethic is unbelievable. And even today, uh, you know, when I when I talked to him back in uh, September, he said that the workouts are optional. And I, I talked to the assistant coach, and he said he hasn't missed one. Most oh, kids come two or Good. three days a week. He said he's in there six days a week, and he's texting me to see if we can come in on Sundays. So he wants to get better. He doesn't think that he's the greatest thing in the world. He knows he has work to do. But if he continues to keep working... The way he has the past couple of years, we'll be watching him in the NBA. I truly believe that in a couple of years. Man, wouldn't that be something? Yeah, pretty neat. Yeah, yeah, pretty good stuff. for. I mean, not only for you know New Hampshire, but for any kid that's out there playing basketball. I could be the next Wenyan. I could be the next Wenyan Gabriel. Get out there and work. I mean, I even told Wenyan, just kidding around, but truthful, I said, ever since you got that scholarship at Kentucky, there's more, uh, you know, all kids are walking the street with a basketball underneath their arm saying, I'm going to be the next Wenyan. I mm -hmm. said, so you've really touched a lot of people's life. Not only the Sudanese kids, but all the New Hampshire kids saying, that dream is possible if I get out there and I work at it. And, mm -hmm. I mean, he just, he just worked and worked and worked. And he still has a ways to go. He knows, uh, you know, it could be another year or so until he makes the next step. But uh, he just gets after it each and every day and gives it his you know, best. And he just he said, you know, it's in God's hands from here. And, then, and that's coming from Wenyan. So, um, so with his work ethic and the good Lord looking over him, I have, I have a very, very good feeling we'll be watching him in the NBA in another year or so. Man, that would be something. Yeah. All right, Coach. Well, thanks so much for uh, coming on and talking with us. We are so happy to have you back. My pleasure to be back, Pete. We'll Thank be you giving you those early wake-up calls on Saturday morning. <laughs> I know. Hopefully after a win. Yeah, hopefully after a couple this year, yeah. All right, well, best of luck next week and, of course, throughout the season. And uh, enjoy the rest of the basketball games. we got another hour to go after the top of the hour break but Dave Keith from Manchester Central was our guest Dave thanks so much and uh, we'll see you soon thank you all right Dave Keith love talking with coach Keith and uh, we wish him the best of luck as he coaches Manchester Central the little green we got West and Merrimack on the floor right now 
almost midway through this first quarter. We'll get you more live coverage coming up after the top of the hour break on ESPN New Hampshire, live from Coaches for a Cause at NHTI in Concord. 